Yeah, I'm like the bionic man. So Lord, we thank you for this place, God. We thank you that you're in it. We thank you that you want to do something spectacular, Lord. We thank you. Uh, that, Lord, you're in every single one of us, Lord, that you love your church, that you are so passionate about your church, Lord. You're passionate about your people. You're passionate about the individual and you're passionate about the 99, God. So this morning, Lord, I just ask, Lord, that as I bring, um, not my word, but I bring your word, Lord, that you'll just inspire people this morning, Lord. We just want to honour you this morning. We want to declare that you are God this morning, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are God. Father God, you are God as well. We just thank you that you are God that you're in control of what's going on. Lord, we, ha- we just love you. We thank you for what you're doing around the nation, especially up the East Coast of Australia right now, Lord. And Lord, we just bless you. We just give you all the honour this morning, Lord. Let you receive the glory this morning, God. Amen. Amen. This is that's really annoying. I'm going to do that. Is that better? Can you hear me now? That's good. First things first, Michelle, can I... Speak a word over your life. Is that okay? <laughs> we'll find out together. Yeah. No. Oh, there's been. There's been. Um, the, the scripture is. Um, uh, you, you've had a lot of weapons come against you, and no weapon which is formed against you has seemed not to prosper. Although sometimes it does seem like that it, it's taken a, a little bit of like. Not impact, but a little bit of just charge at you. Like it charges at you. And so they've been coming at you, but you've, you've been able to fend it off. But here's the thing. God is just about to move those weapons of warfare, which have come against you, and he's about to shape them for you. They're going to be your weapons. He's going to shape. And this is a bit of revelation for maybe some of you. Is it, Those weapons which have formed against you is now God's going to take a hold of them and form them for you. And I believe that's a word for you. Those things which have come against you, you're just about to grab some serious weapons and you're just about to aim at the enemy and just take him down. I believe that's a word for you. I just got it up the back and I was just like, that's for Michelle, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you for that. God, we just seal that promise over her life. Lord, bless her. We thank you for all the things which she's gone through, God. They're not fun at times, but, Lord, we thank you that... It has prospered her. It has made her this, a strong Christian. It has made her hold on to the dearest thing, which is you, Jesus. We thank you that she just has... There's such a revelation in her, Lord. There's such a revelation which is just about to come out, Lord. We thank you that her words won't... Her, her sword, her weapons won't be a weapon of, 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 uh, of force or anything like that, but it's going to be a weapon of words, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you're just going to... She's going to discover the power which is in her, which is you. Amen. 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 So I want you to jump to uh, 1 Corinthians verses 3 for me. I know. Verses 7. Does someone want to read it out for me or are you just happy for me to do it? 1 Corinthians 3. Oh, sorry. Sorry, 2 Corinthians 3. I'm looking at that going, that's wrong. 2 Corinthians 3, sorry. Verse 7. Verse 7 to 11 if you can. With a nice loud voice. But if the ministry of death, 
If the ministry that caused death, that's what it's saying. If the ministry that caused death had glory in it, had glory in it. So here's, we all know about Moses. And does anyone not know about Moses? I think we all, we all know about Moses, right? Moses, Moses encountered God. He had a glory about him so much so that he had to cover his face. He had to cover his face because the Israelites just didn't want to look at him because they felt so insecure about being around him. He's a guy whose face shone like the sun. And, and, and the Israelites come to him and they're, and they're like, hey, you have to cover up because this is just too good for us. It's just too good for us. We're a bunch of slaves. We're a bunch of slaves. We, we've just come out of Egypt and, and, and we're slaves. We don't understand that we're actually God's chosen people yet. And so Moses had to cover his face because Moses had a revelation that, that Israel was his chosen people. He, understood, he didn't understand slavery. He wasn't a part of slavery. Moses was actually in Pharaoh's court. So he actually understood what it was like to rule and reign. He, was, he under, what, understood what it was like to oppress. He understood all this stuff. And so here is Moses having to wear a veil over his face because the Israelites didn't understand their own person, uh, the, who they were. It's like us as Christians sometimes. We don't understand what's inside of us. Verse 8. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? I'm waiting for this. I, I, I 100% believe that we've got a more glorious ministry than the past. In Joshua 1... Th- Thank you, Jesus. In Joshua 1.3, in Joshua 1.3, it says, Every place that Moses stepped, every place that you saw your footsteps, I have given to you as I said to Moses. I like to change that up because Joshua did a lot more than Moses, in my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. Joshua went into the promised land. He took and he took and he won. We don't hear about, we don't hear about great stories about Joshua or, the, or, or the, the very character of Joshua or the very person of Joshua. We hear about his victories. We hear about his victories. We, we heard about the character of Moses because he, he loved the people and he loved God. And he had this, he had this issue where he's like, don't kill the people. Let's, let's just, let's just like sort of, can, can we have a win-win situation? And Joshua was so simple. He was like, we're just having a one-win situation. Like, Lord, we're going in. Because everyone's going to win if we go in. And so I like to change that verse where it says, uh, every place of the sole of your footsteps I have given to you as Moses or as Joshua. No, every place that the sole of your footsteps, I have given to you as Jesus. We're in a new covenant. We're in a much more glorious covenant. You see, we have the, uh, we have the Holy Spirit in us. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Like, it, 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 it's incomprehensible. We've got to understand this stuff for so many centuries. Now, we've, 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 we've lost the idea that God is in man. We're searching for God in places. We're, ser- we're wondering whether God wants to use us and all this time he's living in us saying, hey, this ministry is much more glorious. This ministry is much more glorious. When you hit those streets, you have the he that is in you is greater than he that is in this world. That is a truth. Not, sorry, it is the truth. It's not a truth. It is the truth. When you stand before someone and they're mocking you, and you're, you, I don't, I don't want to see you going out to the corners with a bullhorn telling people they're going to hell. Don't get me wrong. Maybe that is your ministry. Therefore, you do that. It's not going to work for me personally. But I want, when we go out there, we have such a love for people that they have to give in. The spirit is much more generous than our spirit. The spirit is much more generous than the world's spirit. He loves them. 
What does that mean? It means he draws people to himself. The Spirit then draws people to Jesus. And then Jesus draws them to the Father. We have a much more glorious ministry. That's why I'm passionate about seeing you guys not just sit in church. I, 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 I've watched for 16 years people uh, sit in church and talk about glory, great church services and, and, and beautiful stuff and great buildings. And there's nothing wrong with that stuff. I love good church service myself. I love a good building myself. I love things that are painted. I love, I, if my car wasn't painted, it would just rust. So I, I like paint. I like, I like the look of things. But I also know that, when, that, that I like what's in the inside, the engine of that car. Especially because I've got a V6 now. <laughs> but we've got, to, we've got to get out of the church. We've got to get out, not out of the church, but out of the, the church mentality. And into ministry mentality. You guys are ministers. In, it says it in the, in the Bible. In, in, uh, it says it in here, actually. In, in this book. It says that we are the ministers. In, in, it's actually in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 19. No, 20, sorry. Now we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. Hey, God is pleading through you. See, here's the thing. If we understood that God is in you, then we understand that when we go out in the world, people want what we have. But as Christians, we, think, we keep on... I've been, I've been in the church for 16 years in different churches and different places. And, and all, what I've seen, and I'm not trying to be negative, is that we, we keep on telling the world that they... Uh, or the church keeps on telling uh, ourselves that we, they don't want what we've got. They are, the, look, they're just, they're just, you know, they're full of Satan or they're full of this or full of, I was full of something too. As a Christian, I've been full of something too. <laughs> but it's the full of the Spirit. I love people. I have a struggle right now with my, with my next door neighbours. I'm giving them the ultimatum that they can either accept Jesus or they have to move. Now, I'm not saying that to their face. <laughs> He's six foot three. And he's about 160 kilos and he probably knows how to handle a punch. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> but I'm giving him the ult- uh, ultimatum. He must turn to Jesus or he has to move away from me. Why? Because I affect my, my community. I affect my street. Why? Because the spirit that is in me is greater than that spirit. Now, it's not, it's not let's say, like, I don't like my neighbours. Sometimes I really don't like my neighbours at all. In any my wife just said, "Amen." No, it's really hard. They're they're very loud. They're obnoxious. They're just it's just terrible. But that's not the point of the story. Here is the thing: He that is in you is greater than He that is in the world. He that is in let's if we could just get a hold of that He that is in you, He that is meshing with your spirit, the spirit that meshes with your spirit, is greater than He that is in this world. Verse 9, for if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. You are righteous. I I love this. You are righteous. We, we We hear so many times that we need to keep on repenting and repenting and repenting. Can we stop repenting over and over again the things that we've already repented of? It's like turning trash over. <laughs> it just doesn't work. 
It's just, it's just churning. You are righteous because of what Jesus did. If, if not, then if Jesus didn't do enough, then I'm, I'm not saved, you're not saved, no one's saved. So we have to trust in the righteousness of God. And when we trust in that righteousness of God, then we start to understand that the ministry is the ministry of the Spirit which is in you and you have every right to minister. And the devil has been lying to people saying, no, you can't minister because you have to do this, this, this and this. No, that's, the, that's, the, that's law. That's condemnation. But we're caught in this because we think we, there is a glory in, con, in, that, in that condemnation of that ministry of death. It's so glorious. We love laws. We as Christians love laws. Why? Because we feel safe in them. I don't know about you. I I, I love thinking that I'm safe because of what I do. But, But to rely on someone else like Jesus... And say that everything that he, everything that he's done is enough for me. It's enough to save me. It's enough to save you. It's enough to save the people out there. This is the spirit of life. Verse ten: For even what was glorious, uh, for even what was made glorious, had no glory in this respect. What was made glorious? So this, the law was glorious. But it had no glory in, in respect, into, in comparison with what we've got now. Nothing. It's like, hey, hey, those Ten Commandments, great, but really nothing. Spirit, the Spirit of God. Spirit of God. How do we get into this place, though? We, we talk a lot about this stuff and then we don't actually give applications sometimes about how to do this stuff. So praying, when we pray... Do you know what you're doing? You're fanning into gift, uh, fanning into flame the gift that God's given you. Fanning into flame. Do you know what that means? It means that, that it's not a flame when you're fanning it. It means it's just this little spark. It's just a little spark in you. I'm passionate about Jesus. I hope you can tell that. I know you guys are passionate, but see, we're so scared about actually getting in and fanning this thing and actually having a bit of flame about us, having, having a bit of passion about us, having a bit of guts about us. We want to be all nice and stuff. That's, that's all good. We've got to love people. But love is also, love is also a, sometimes just a, a force. It's not just all, oh, Jesus loves you. I've been to India. If Jesus, Jesus just doesn't love you over there. Jesus loves you over there. You know what I mean? Like he, Jesus is a man who, who, who had guts and who would call things on people and said, hey, go and sin no more. I forgive you, but sin no more. Like, come on, have some guts about you. Let's, let's learn how to do this. And so what I want you to do is, over the next couple of weeks, I would just want you to fan in the flame that gift which God's been putting in you. Just fan in the flames, that little spark. Let it hit, the, hit that straw. And all of a sudden it'll turn into a flame. And you fan it some more and it turns into a flame. And all of a sudden it becomes something that's inconsumable. You can't, you can't contain that. It, it's not like a fire pit. But this is what we do. We, we, we put stones around and put our fire and we go, well, that's for church. Right, back to work. Uh, just do this and write some stuff and look after people and act all proper. And church, oh, I love church, I love church. Oh, it's, the, it's my safety net. He that is in you wants to spark that flame in you. See, I would love to see everyone just get, get a hold of the gift in their life because what would happen is we would just, we would rock that world out there. We would, there would be no stopping us. 
because that little fire pit, right, you just kick a couple of stones out and it all of a sudden makes a trail out into the rest of the world. And all of a sudden what happens is they start burning with fire for God. Like I did when I was an ex-user. I was, an ex-u- uh, I was a user of drugs. I used to use drugs and alcohol to, to enjoy my life, I suppose, because I didn't really understand anything else. And someone told me, which she's up the back, my mother. Hey, you're going to rehab. You're going to Christian rehab of all things. And I, for four, four weeks, I fought God. But I got it. I got it. And when I did, I understood. I was like, man, this is what life is all about. God's put something in me. I got something. God's got a plan for me. That was really high-pitched. God's got a plan for you. Dude, let's get a hold of it. Hey, uh, God's good. Let's, get a hold of it. let's get a hold of it. Like, seriously, let's get a hold of it. Do we really believe that God's got a plan for us? Like he does. I'm so excited that God's got a plan for me. So excited. And sometimes that, uh, you know what, I, I get disappointed just like you, David. I get discouraged just like you. For, for 16 years, I, did, I barely preached at all. And yet God's saying, you're a preacher. You're a preacher, Grant. I don't see the evidence of the Lord. I've got to teach you some stuff because you're a bit of a, you know, simple sometimes. Got it? But he was a, it was a spirit of ministry that was happening to me so that I could minister to others. You guys have a ministry in all of you. I'm so excited about this because, see, the, the greatest thing which, which God gave to me for Michelle was that, that, that those things which were formed against her, those weapons which came against her, are now shaped and fashioned for good. It takes the, it takes the nuke out of them and puts something else in I don't know what, flowers. Love. The hippies almost had it right, except for all the drugs and stuff. <laughs> They understood love and the sex and all that stuff. Oh, sex section church, my bad. Um, how dare I? We'll go to the Song of Songs then. No, um, whoops. Verse 11. For if, what is, for if what is passing away was glorious, what, remain, what remains, what remains is much glorious, more glorious. What remains See, Moses, Moses had the, um, his face shone like the sun, but, but it passed away. It faded. This, this, this doesn't fade. The Holy Spirit isn't, it says in the word that it, uh, he, he, the Spirit comes without measure. He doesn't come in a measurement. He doesn't come and say, well, you, you get 60 and you get 70 and I, I get 20. No, no, no. He, he comes, it's unmeasurable because it's, Unstoppable. It's overflowing. It's overflowing. And so therefore, you see, oh man, I'm, uh, it remains overflowing, remains, remains, remains in you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You may not talk to me for a while, but I'm still here. Oh, why aren't we seeing the glory of God come? Oh, well, because you know what? Sometimes you've got to get on your knees. You're saved. There's no, I, I don't even question salvation for people who believe in Jesus at all. I don't question anyone's salvation for that matter because that's not my call. That's his, you know. But here's the thing is, we go, Where, God, where's your glory? Where's your glory? And all the time he's going, where's your knees? <laughs> show me how you go. Show me how you sit. Show me how you're like Mary. Show me how you just pray. Hey, how do you ask? How do you see yourself? 
I want to show you something in that time. I don't want you just to pray over everybody's life. I want to also have a conversation about you. Because I have a ministry for you and you can't minister what you don't have. You see, you may have the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't mean you've got everything. It just means that you've got the Holy Spirit who is everything. But he, he, he accesses stuff in prayer. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. I'm pretty bold up here this morning, being honest, but <clears throat> what is in you is greater than anything else in this world. Let's get a hold of this. He, God sent Jesus. He says in John 17, 18, Father, as I've been sent, send them. And then he says and backs it up and gives it to the disciples in John 20, 21. He says, as the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. He actually says before that, peace be with you. As the Father sent me. As I was represented the Father. As I came into the world. As the ministry that I had, I give it to you. Now go and do as I did. In John, John 13, uh, 13, 15, he says, I, he's washing Peter's feet and he says, I did this as an example for you. He wasn't just talking about washing the feet, he was talking about his life. I did this as an example of how you live with the Holy Spirit. You may not never... We, it, Hmm. We may never need to work if we're with the Holy Spirit. Do you know? Listen to what I'm saying. Because so many things would be happening that money would just be pouring the church. Now, I'm not money hungry and I'm not interested in money. But my point is that, that God would just all of a sudden, there would be an overflow. Could you imagine if people, like Peter, Peter's walking down the street and people are literally just chucking sick people underneath him just, to, just try, hoping that the, 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 the darkness of even Peter, even the darkness of Peter would just heal him. Hey, if we can just get the darkness of Peter, then he'll heal him. Good morning, Rach. You can't get away with it like that. <laughs> because the spirit, the, the, the ministry that we have, the, 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 uh, the covenant that we have now is way better than the old covenant. It's way better. But we don't believe this stuff. Why? Because we haven't seen it. I had, last week I had... Um, I don't... Uh, I went, I went up to uh, church at Newcastle last week and we had an amazing time. God did some phenomenal things. I prayed, I prayed for one guy who had a stroke about 20 years ago and he had very, very slurred speech, very soft, lots of air in it, trying to get his... And by the end of it, he was, he was speaking in tongues so loud that his wife was weeping. Um, it, was, it was a great moment. Not, but that's not me. I know it's not me. I have never been able to heal anyone. How do I know that? Because when I was on drugs, I didn't heal anyone. <laughs> when, when, when I was away from Jesus, I couldn't heal anyone. I couldn't make things happen. I don't know about you, but I've never been able to draw well. Can anyone else draw? I can draw any stick creature you want. My dinosaurs and dogs look like exactly the same. Anyway, but, but, but with God, it's like, it's all of a sudden I have a canning. I can draw all of a sudden with, with, with God. Does, does that make sense? Now, I can't do that. I'm being honest. I can't do that. But it's, it's, a, it's an analogy. See, 
We have a much more glorious ministry. I want you to get a hold of this. We have a much more glorious ministry. Stephen Pugh, you have a glorious ministry, my friend. You have an amazing ministry. And sometimes you're actually like, oh, well, hope that God uses me. Let's go, oh, wow. Let's go to Hebrews 2 just quickly. This is going to sum it all up. Whoa. How good is this? Not because it's me. This is Jesus, man. Holy Spirit, actually, because he's, he's, he's the Lord. Hebrews 2. How annoying is that thing? But I like using my hands. That's why I'm using this mic, because I just like using my hands. It's easier. Hebrews 2, verses... Start at 5. For he has not put... He has not put the world to come... Uh, he has not put the world to come of which we speak, in subjection to angels. But one testified in a certain place saying, What is a man that you are mindful of him? Or son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than angels. You have crowned him with glory and honour and set him over the works of your hands. You have... See, we get stuck on this as Christians is, is, what is a mere, oh, what am I? I'm a mere man. I'm a mere man. We got stuck on this one scripture when God's actually saying, you're filled with glory, you're filled with honour, and I've set you over the works of my hands. How good is this ministry? Stephen Pugh, that is a word for you. You, you have such an anointing in you. You have, a, you have a, such an evangelistic heart in you. I see it. I see it all the time. It's not a prophetic word. I, this is what I see. But I see. I just believe that God's just about to increase that. This is getting prophetic now, isn't it? And I see you actually starting to really reach people. And I'm talking about the religious people. Because they're the easiest. <laughs> I, <laughs> but they're going to be easy for you. And you're going to break him down with love. You're going to break him down with joy. You're going to break him down because the minister that is in you, you're not the minister, the minister that is in you is going to start to reach those people. And you're going to have words and you'll be like, whoa, I didn't even know that, Lord. I didn't even know that scripture. And you're going to start to come out and you're going to see the Holy Spirit start to fill your mouth, as the word says. He's going to start to fill your mouth. And it's going to be like honey and it's going to be like a, a sword at the same time because it's actually going to divide people in a good way, in a good way. Like they divide themselves, the, the, the person which you're talking to. And I see you doing that. I see you, I, I see you just like literally cutting off fleshly stuff and just, and, and all of a sudden they have no choice but to turn to the Spirit. Because the ministry of the Spirit is greater than the ministry of the letter of the law. You know, how, how often have we been stuck on this? What is a mere... Oh, Lord, what, I'm just a mere man. What, how does he even think of me? He's God. He thinks of you. He made you. He designed you. He thought of you before you were even made. He was so excited about it that he actually made you a little lower than angels. What does that mean? It means he put you down here on earth and gave you free will. will. And then he crowned you with glory and honour and said, hey, now go and do the works in my hands. My people, come on, stand up and be... But not now. Stand up and do the works of your hand, my hand. Go out and reach people. Go out and pray for people. Oh, but I don't know if I'm going to see people healed. Well, when you pray for one and they don't get healed, then of course you're not going to see anyone get healed. Pray for 10, you might see two. You pray for the next 10, you might see three. You pray for the next 10, you might see 11. Because some of the ones from the past come back and you are healed. We need to change our thoughts about ourselves. We need to change our thoughts about this ministry. We need to change the thoughts about the church. The church has got to be much more glorious than this. We, we, 
and, and whoever said God doesn't dwell in a building is, is, that's not true. He can't contain him, don't get me wrong, but God does dwell in a building because, you know what, Satan can dwell in a building. I walked in the houses and got chills. I walked in, I walked in my house and my next door neighbours, I get chills. <laughs> the ministry that we're living in must be better. See, these words are not just words that Paul just decided to write because he thought, you know what, this is going to be cool for them and it's going to pump up the church. And, oh, you know, because I, I, Paul was just big on just, you know, making stuff up, really, wasn't he? No, Paul wrote this because he lived it. Paul wrote this because he believed it. Paul wrote it because he saw it. For what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because the glory that excels the glory that excels you're an accelerating speed you're accelerating in 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 the holy spirit there's no doubt about it you can't help it but accelerate i'm going to finish with this then we might even pray for some people what do you think it is very nice isn't it (laughs) i'm gonna do the head bobble i don't have hair so it's not as cool clearly you this is god speaking to you guys Right? So Paul's writing, but we know it's the Holy Spirit who's writing this, right? Do we all agree on that? Okay, well, if not, that's fine. Um, I, I, I believe it. Clearly, so the Holy Spirit's writing this to you guys now. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, that's God, written with ink, but by, uh, not written with ink, but by the Holy Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is of the heart. That you have Jesus in your heart, that you have the Holy Spirit in your heart. See, he's writing something. He wants to write a story in your life. Yes, he does. He doesn't want you to live in condemnation. Yeah. You don't have to live in that place. You don't have to live in that place of fear, of, of fear of God anymore. Reverence of God is the new thing. Because Jesus took the fear away. No one can approach the Father out of fear. I, uh, who's been in trouble before? No. Yeah, I, nah, I was a drug addict. I was never in trouble. <laughs> My mum's like, oh. <laughs> I had fear when I'd done something wrong of my dad, and rightly so, <laughs> in all cases. <laughs> and I had a fear because I knew that there would be a punishment. See, the problem is my brother didn't take the punishment for me. Neither did my sister, neither did my mum. But the good thing about Jesus is he did take that punishment for us. And that's why it's much more glorious. It's much more glorious. So here's my thing. God is in you. And God wants to reveal himself through man. God wants to reveal himself. God wants to show who you are in him. Even John 10, in John 10 it says that this, and this is the weirdest thing that blew my mind, and it's in uh, Psalms 80 something. You can look it up later. I'll give, you, I'll give you the stuff if you want. It says, Jesus says this in John. He says, you are gods, little g. You are gods. What does it say? That we are meant to be like God. We are meant to be like Jesus, that we are gods. Not, not like the Greek type of gods, but the fact that we have something in us that relates us to God. It's not, it's not, it, we're not God. We know, you know that, right? Yeah, I, but it's in there. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm astounded by that Jesus actually said this. That we are like gods. It actually says in the word, imitate God. How do you do that? 
you get on your knees and you, you, you have a relationship with him. You can't do it through this. You read this without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know what it becomes? It becomes law. Yeah. And there are plenty of Satanists that read this. And they use it a law against us. Can't do anything. I've got Jesus. So, Father God, we thank you so much that you are in us. That you come to make your home in us, as it says in John. You've come to make your home in us. That you want to rearrange some stuff, Lord. That you want to change some stuff. God, you want something so much more glorious for us than what we can see right now, Lord. Lord, we may be holding on to that tiny little matchbox car, but you want to give us something better. You want to give us something so much better, Lord. And so, Lord, in this room right now, I want you to lift the spirits of every single person in this room, Lord. God, as they go in through their week, God, that they would understand that they're not the, the ones who are oppressed. They're not the ones who are suppressed. We're not the ones who, who are suffering, God. We're the ones who are, who are in victory. We're the ones who have a much more glorious uh, covenant. We have a better way with you than anything else, Lord. We know that we, we can have relationship with you. Yeah. So, Lord, break everything that is religion right now in us. Break everything that says that we have to do things. Everything that says that we can't do something until we get something right in our lives. Lord, break it off so that we can actually start to walk as you, Jesus, as you in this world, Lord. Because we want to see a much more glorious ministry in this world. God, we want to see your church being lifted up. You said that you would put your glory in the church, Lord. So let us act glorious. Let us act like kings and priests in this place, Lord. Let us start to act like kings and priests, Lord. Lord, I just ask that you would anoint us, Lord. That you show us how we're anointed as kings and priests in this place lord set every heart of fire right now lord i just ask that every even just a tiny spark lord if you can see it god holy spirit you just fan that thing in the flame when they pray that they pray and they pray like lord there will be an action in their heart that comes out so much louder than the action of the flesh lord we bless this place we bless oh lord i bless every single person in this room lord in your wonderful name jesus wow oh, we glorify you jesus amen